With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya and Your fabulous book, 
relationship reruns, and I loved it. I loved it. And um, and the thing about it is, um, we we say almost the exact same thing, but from two different perspectives. Yours being from a woman's perspective, and mine being from a man's perspective. And um, but it was a, it's so ironic. You know, there's this the book that came out. Um, um, some time ago called Men Are From Venus, Women Are From Mars. Yeah. And it, it implies that we're from two different worlds and two different um, completely set, different sets of perspective. But you know what, Tanya? I'm finding out more and more that we're not so different. No, we're we not. We really aren't. And we really aren't. So I think the biggest thing is learning how, if we can get past this communication thing, um, we'll find out that we, we are a lot more similar than we think. Men and women, I'm saying. So um, it's a it's a it's an honor to be here. Um, I thank you for being kind enough to and gracious gracious enough to allow me to to be on here tonight. And um, I love what you're doing. And uh, I say, go ahead on, sister. More power to you. Do your thing, girl. And uh, you know, I, I if if we had more people like you, then um, you know we can make some sense out of this thing called relationships relationships because it's all about how we relate to one another. Absolutely. We we move forward or we move back based on the relationships that are in our life. And so I'm a firm believer of relationships, of healthy relationships. I love love. Everybody, some people who uh, don't want to do some of the practical strategies say, I'm against love, but I love love. I am the biggest hopeful romantic. I don't call myself a hopeless romantic anymore. I'm hopeful romantic in everything. So, um, and that comes from being so intentional about having healthy relationships. Absolutely. I was one of those women who was crazy in love, who Mm -hmm. was like the Jasmine Sullivans. And when I heard that, (laughs) you were doing. She looked in my life. (laughs) (laughs) She looked in my life. What is she doing writing about me? (laughs) How dare she? Yeah. Meddling in uh, my business. Well, uh, you know, unfortunately, she's right. She's writing about a lot of us, and, and men too. I mean, there are some men who there are some men who have have broken windows out of women's cars. So, so it's it's not a one way street. There, it's it's uh it's something that affects both sides, both sexes, and 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 you know what, Tanya, it's really about I the central theme that. Um, that seems to, that keeps um, being repeated over and over again, even in your book as well as mine, is that the beginning of a healthy relationship starts with a healthy you. Yeah. Um, and so I think if people stopped taking so much time trying to find somebody else to make themselves happy and spend more time on them making themselves happy, um, I think we'd probably be a lot more successful in our relationship endeavors. I'm I'm sure we would. I'm pretty sure we would, too. But, Lothario, I want to read one of my my favorites in the man's guide to finding the perfect mate, and I want to talk about this before we have our first guest on, but a lot of men, we were talking about this on the show I was on previously, uh, have lost the concept of what marriage is, and so they flee from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Society has ingrained, you know, a man, you know, needs to be the player, needs why get married, you know? Right, right, so when right. I when when you when you sent me your book, I was like, wow, the men's guy. So men really want to get married, huh? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say we you know we spend so much time um, hiding our insecurities and 
hiding our uh, our fear. Um, many men go from relationship to relationship because just when the woman starts getting to see who they really are, mm. fear fear creeps up and says, you know, I'm afraid to show who I really am, and because I'm not secure in that, let me move on. Let me do something to sabotage the relationships and, and find another candidate. Yes. Men are fearful too, ladies. They're insecure. But Without a doubt. Well, why did you write this book, Lotharia? Well, um, one is I've been told by many of my friends, uh, and um, as well as the the woman that uh, I'm intending to marry, that I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when I asked her what she meant by that, she said, "Well, you understand how this thing works." And I'm like, "Well, most men do." And she's like, "No, mm-hmm. most men don't." And I spend a lot of talk, a lot of time talking to um, to women. I'm I'm, a, I'm one of those men who happens to be a nurturer as mm-hmm. well. So I I spend a lot of time trying to get insight into how women think and what you guys really feel. And um, she challenged me. She said, "Why don't you you should put it in a book so that other men can learn the things that you've learned over time?" And so I said, "Well, hmm." Okay, so I, I kind of just sat down one day and started just uh, reflecting on, on what I think makes a successful relationship. Um, I've done a lot of research. I do a lot of reading on the subject. Um, but Tanya, I was one of those late bloomers, so um, I, I, w- I wasn't very confident when it came to women. So I never had a line. Um, I, I was never really one of those cool brothers. Well, not until recently. Um, uh, and so, so, so I spent time trying to say, how can I be successful? What do women really want? I wasn't a jock. I was, you know, I, I wasn't um, very popular until I got until I became an upperclassman in college. But even then, um, I had some fears and insecurities. So I spent a lot of time reading about what women want, like you know, Essence, Ebony Advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to get some insight, and most recently, um, different publications by different doctors of um, psych- uh, doctors of psychology who specialize in relationships. Um, so I've gleaned quite a bit, and, and so what I try to do, you know, as a general rule, and men don't be offended, but you know this is true. As a general rule, men don't read a lot of nonfiction. So mm-hmm. what? Omar Tully so, said that. And it's just true. If you ask, if you get any group of men together and you ask them what was the last book they read, it was, you know, you're going to get not, a, you're probably not going to get a lot of response, you know. And if you ask them what was the latest book, you know, when 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 did you read that book, um, it's probably not going to be very recent. So what I tried to do was take the mystique out, take out all the, the psychological jargon and make it very simple. Um, it's an easy read, much like your book is. Your, your um it's an easy read. It's insightful. It's, um, I think, insightful. Your book is insightful. I, I got a lot out of it, and I, there's some, I highlighted it, and I was marking all through it. I was like, this girl is always something. I'm over here blushing. I'm over here blushing with that. <laughs> so I was like, this is going to be my partner in educating people on how to be in good relationships. And, and, and even the subtitle of your book says, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the right relationships. Folks, you've got to get it. Don't wait. Get it now. 
If, you know, get it now. I'm telling you, it's going to change. Right, it's going to change. Real talk <laughs> it's go- I'm, ser- I'm serious. It's, it's going to change. I believe it's the best book I've written thus far. Okay. And because I've poured my whole self into it. I'm getting and real. I'll tell you the mistakes I've made. but Right. It's and, it's and it's obvious. <laughs> and, and that's what people need is somebody who's going to be real, who's not – standing on a pedestal somewhere saying, look at me, I'm perfect, here's what you need to do to be like, you know, we need people, we need people like you who, and, and, and I try to be very real, I was very transparent in my book as well, um, so, and it makes you more accessible, it makes, it makes you, um, it, it, it allows people to gain a perspective that's real, that they can connect with, and yeah. say, well, she's been through it, he's been through it, but this is where they are now, Maybe I can make these changes. Maybe I can, um, you know, have start having the type of relationship that I really want. Well, listen, you all—you've given me such a glowing report. Let me be, before our first guest is on the line, Toy Ward, and she's going to give us some fantastic insight. But I love this book. You have to get the man's guide, and it is for women uh, to finding the perfect mate, the art of finding and keeping a lasting love. And this is on one of a uh, page. I, my book is red and, and yellow, whatever highlighter I found when I was reading it. But I want to read just an excerpt. It says, uh, we use the things that happened in our childhood as an excuse for how we handle situations now, and we hide behind the facade of relationship ignorance so that we do not have to be accountable for our actions. Mm-hmm. That is a great segue into what our topic is about tonight with Dario. Crazy in okay. love. Yeah. So sometimes we say, oh, I love them, and we act crazy, and it's really right. not love, it's lust. Yes, um, yes. And then you just wind up in a relationship rerun. But we have a fantastic lineup. We have a, a fantastic, phenomenal co-host. Thank you for being with me, with Dario. Oh, thank you're you. gonna be back. We're gonna hire yes. the real top team. <laughs> you just gave me uh, some great promotion. So go get uh-huh. book at tanyawhite.com or amazon.com. Right. Relationship reruns. But we have Toy Ward. Uh, she has a phenomenal show on Blog Talk Radio that comes on Fridays. She's gonna be our first guest. We also have Maestro J, a musician from my beautiful city, Lothario, and he has a CD called The Stages of Love. Oh, okay. Talk about that. He has he's a violinist, so his his music is very unique, but it's very soothing and very now. So mm-hmm. uh, he's and one of I'm, the hottest musicians in in my city right now. I love that type of music too. Yes, it's so love soothing. It. And then we have Dr. Alduan Tart. He is a psychologist from Atlanta, Georgia, and he has written the book. Guess what? How to marry Mr. Wright. So you guys opposite <laughs> from one another. So we're going to have some good dialogue tonight. But I want to introduce our first guest. You know, Lothario, have you ever met somebody? You'd be like, man, I know we were good friends in a past life. Mm-hmm. We so much alike, but you never met. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Miss Toy Ward. She ha- she is uh, authenticity with an attitude. That's what her show says. And uh, let me just read a little of her bio. Toy Ward is an author, a freelance writer, and a conference speaker and a career coach who specializes in contemporary women's issues. Uh, she is a, a CEO, and she launched Toy Ward Communications, and it has two divisions, 
Toy Inc., which is the marketing and consulting company for authors and freelance writers, and also, um, oh, Toy, you're going to have to pronounce this book division for me, <laughs> but it's a small press, but uh, specializing in fiction with professional women of color. Um, Toy just finished her debut novel, Par for the Purse, and is expected to hit the shelves in summer '09. so we're going to have her back to talk about that. But I want to this. She's the host of Toy Talk, and it comes on Blog Talk Radio at 1230s on Friday. And Toy's Tell It Like It Is philosophy gives listeners permission to say things that they've never been given permission to say or think in public. Candid and unapologetic, she injects her commentary from her own life in hopes of inspiring listeners to be authentic. And that's have been, that has been my key for years, be authentic. Be who you are. Right. When you're right. who you are, you're going to attract those healthy relationships. So I'm going to click her on, and we're going to have some dialogue about being crazy in love. Wonderful. Oh, hello, Miss Toy Ward. Lothario, bear with me. No problem. Girl, I'm here for you. All right. Miss Toy Ward. <laughs> yes. Hello. How, How are, are you? Fantastic. I'm well. Well. Hi, Toy. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm excellent. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm having a great day. Well, wonderful, wonderful. Hey, Toy. Yes? Are you ready for tonight's show? I am ready for tonight's show. I've been ready all day long. This has been a <laughs> highlight oh. of my day after finishing all my other motherly and wifely duties. Yes. That's all right. Who Toy War is in your own words? I like to always ask people that. Oh, who I am in my in own, own words? Wow. <laughs> um, who I am? Well, <clears throat> I am, like I said, I'm a wife, a mother, a sister, a daughter, a caretaker, um, a very ambitious businesswoman, an author, and um, an exhorter. I like to make people feel good about themselves and help them process what they need to process logically in order to do that. And that you do. Your show is um, off the chain. Thank <laughs> you. real. And that's what I like. And people okay. are still talking about you when you were on the show. They really enjoyed it. So. Oh, we had a blast. We had a blast. So, Toy, we're just going to go back and forth, me and Lothario, asking you some questions that we sent yeah. over. Yeah, we're going to kind okay. of tag <laughs> if, if it's okay. Um, now, on, on your website, you're, you're quoted as saying, uh, everybody runs around, you know, during February celebrating love and relationships, and love is everywhere. And, it, and you say it's because of the hype of Valentine's Day that so many relationships fail in the realities of the, 11, uh, of the other 11 months of the year. Um, in your opinion, what are three what are three reasons why so many couples focus on holiday love for one day um, instead of cultivating that, that healthy love that will last year-round? That's a great question. The first um, reason and the main reason is because it's hard. It's hard to cultivate a relationship. Relationships are very hard work. So if you only have to do them on Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Father's Day, and Christmas, that works. Um, so that's the number one answer. <clears throat> okay. I think the other answer is that people really don't know how to grow in a relationship. Okay. Things never stay the same. Change is inevitable. 
Okay. So rather than growing in the relationship, they really try hard to stay the same, which then puts them in a situation. So okay. only on those holiday times, this Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, people can be nostalgic. So mm-hmm. now you don't have to worry about the change. You can talk about when we first met and how much I love you. And you wow, don't have to okay. come up with anything to say because the card can say it for you. You can find the cards you need and everything else this month. I do think that because of the euphoria that's around holidays like this, it makes the other 11 months of the year rather difficult for people because relationships are not, um, they're not, uh, I don't want to say full of romance because some relationships are very romantic. I have a very romantic relationship, but I also have to pay bills and clean the house and these other things too and that is the piece that's work and I think some people just want to be in the fairy tale piece of a relationship without doing the work oh I see so so is it a matter of not wanting to step out of your comfort zone then in your opinion um, for some people, I don't know that it's for some people yes okay for some people they, they will have a certain way that they are and they're not open to expanding who they are because they like who they are. And that's fine. You just have to make sure you find one who fits with you. But the other thing is I think expectation-wise, we set ourselves up with so much expectation around relationships, especially um, women. Because from the time that we're little girls, it's all about the relationship with a man. You play dolls. You play the mommy. You cook in the kitchen. You do all those things that prepare you for this domestic life um, this maternal life, and if it doesn't happen that way, you're upset. And then okay. you become one of the women in Tanya's book. <laughs> <laughs> that is my first book, How to Do It. You can get it at TanyaWhite.com and Amazon.com. That is so true, Toy. Um, I call it being happily unhappy because you're trying to live out somebody else's expectations for your life that you didn't even take the time to really figure out what you want. If you if you if it's even your time to uh even think about being a wife or being in a relationship and so uh and as for women after a certain age if you know you go to the family reunions if you're not married and got buns in the oven they're asking you millions of questions <laughs> right right and 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 Tanya I thought that was such a um a novel phrase happily unhappy and and it just speaks to how we can get Used to a, a um, used to a, a circumstance, and think, and you stay in it so long that that you think that that circumstance is the norm, and you begin to accept it as your as your as your fate or as your your lot in life, and, uh, and so you become accustomed to it rather than trying to change it and break and break those cycles of of, uh, of bad decisions or or um, empty relationships that you, that you talk about in your book. So. Um, I, 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 I never, I had never really heard it put like that before. I'm happily unhappy. I know. I, I don't know where I get such great <laughs> little glitches from. But Toy, before we go into our next yes. question, we have a caller from Charlotte that we want to click on. Maybe they have some something to contribute. Hello, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hey Tanya, it's Kimyon. How are you? Hello, Kimyon. How are you? I'm doing really well. Toy. Hi, Kimyon. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. Do you have something to share? Are you just listening? 
Actually, um, we kind of did a show like this last night. <laughs> so oh, this, when I got your email, when I got your email today, I said, "Let me chime in." I, actually, it was talking about how to how to speak to your man the diamond way, okay. and so I just had you know a few little tips, and it was basically something I thought was universal. And you guys have already hit on it about just being your authentic self and allowing them to be theirs and. You know, just letting some things flow. There are some other things that you have to do, you know, as far as being honest. And um, there's relationships are hard work. And, and, and it's just like your guest said, Poi, is that her name? Uh-huh, Poi Ward. Yeah. It is. And, and I don't even like the word hard work. I think it's just being attentive and 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 paying attention to and I, I like to go back to first corinthians what love really is and paying attention to the fact that it it is patience and it's kindness and it's all of those things that's included in there and then understanding what those words mean but we don't get that deep <laughs> right because right. we're just looking at the outside physical shells of, you know, that look good and, mm, you know, and going through all them changes when it really is about what's in the heart. So, and I think friendship, too. Be friends. Be you know, friends. And I've said that before. We've lost the art of male and female friends. Uh, you know, yeah. when you were in college, you, had, you hung together as friends, you know. Right, and, uh, right. It was a group of you all, and we've lost that uh, somehow, some way, but. You are absolutely always ready right. to go jump in the bed somewhere, and that just—that's just not it. Well, <laughs> lady, lady, how many times have you heard some? Have you heard a, a man and a woman say, "Well, we can never hook up. That's my friend." And and I said, "Well, what better way to start a relationship than to be in a relationship with your friend?" Exactly. Somebody, I actually married my friend. Well, good. I good. married Wonder. my friend, and I that's, actually now I have girlfriends who have dated my husband because. Back when we were friends, I hooked him up with them, but they didn't work. Wow. And I ended up being the one who married him. So he really was my friend. That's we didn't meet on. That's exactly. And I think that's why we have a wonderful marriage. That's exactly why you have a wonderful marriage. Because when, when you're friends first, there's no uh, pretense. There's not all that right, anxiety. Right. You're just friends. You're showing each other. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Who you are and, and, and sharing uh, intimacies with one another. So. I totally believe in friendship. And one of the things my co-host said last night was, because um, we asked the question, how do you know? Mm-hmm. How do you know that they're the one? And um, he gave an answer I thought was pretty cool. He said it's when you don't want to be with anyone else. Right. I wow. thought that was just simple, because people say, well, how do you know? I think you just know. You just you enjoy just being with this person. It is nothing major. You don't have to jump through hoops and loops and dance a jig. You just know. You just know. On the inside. Coy, did you just yeah. know when uh, when you said you were, you and your husband were friends, but did you just know, both of y'all just know when it was time to take it to that next level? Um, We did, but it wasn't something that we knew intuitively, like, from the beginning, no. Yeah. It was kind of one day we looked at each other like, hey, huh. <laughs> you know, kinda everyone like else had come and gone. All of my boyfriends had come and gone, and all of his girlfriends had come and gone, and we were still, like, <laughs> together. And, you know, we were like, wow. Um, and that is that is how it happened, you know, was 
And I think it's like you say, you know, when you meet people in a pretense, you meet their representative. Exactly. And so I never met his representative. He never met my representative. And by the time we started to date, there was no need in showing the representative because we had already seen, you know, our true selves. And I think that is the foundation of our marriage. And it is um, what I like about being married to your friend is that when your husband gets on your nerves, Mm -hmm. you still enjoy your friend. (laughs) Exactly. Because your husband is going to get on your nerves. Right. Or your boyfriend is going to get on your nerves. And so when you want to get rid of your boyfriend or get rid of your husband, it's your friend that keeps you in the relationship. Like, you know what? He's all right. Right. I like that. That's fantastic. Hey, uh, Kimmy on, do you have anything else? No, no, I'm just listening and enjoying. I appreciate um, you letting me in. Okay, thanks for calling. I'm going to mute you out. Continue to listen. We have another caller from Maryland, and uh, we're going to take that. Hello, welcome to Zero. Hello. 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 Welcome to Real Talk with Tony Watt. Five. Well, you know I got none for love for you, Shawnee. I got nothing but love I'll give you my you, Shawty, I'll give you my last. Hello? Is he still? Is he still there? I was getting ready to say, I hope some brothers represent, you know, let, let's not let the, the ladies have all the say-so when it comes to the relationships. Yeah. But, it, but it, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, Toy, so would you say then that because you guys started out as friends, there was nothing hidden? There was you already knew the real him. So there was oh, no need absolutely. to put on the facade and and you didn't have to go through the, the posturing and the, the positioning to try to put the best foot forward. He, I mean, he showed you who he really was early. So And, and you were okay with that. Absolutely. And, um, and the same for me. Um, it was funny. We were married. I may have even been pregnant with our son and we were at a Broadway play and there was a show coming to Broadway called my first love. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh, sweetheart, that's you, my first love. And he said, girl, please. I remember when, (laughs) and it was really funny because we had this great laugh because he knew me when I was sprung on somebody else. And what, you know, and so because you, because you don't have that pretense, like you said, your relationship is, is, is so solid because of that. Um, because you are two people who are joined together versus um, this thing that starts out as infatuation or lust or whatever it is, you really are two people who are joined together, and that's what it takes. And, you know, I always say to him, if something ever happened to my husband, God forbid that I would never, I mean, that would be it, because I know that he's who I'm supposed to be with, so, you know, that's what it is. Um, because of the way that we came together as friends. I mean, he makes me laugh. You know, we don't have um, a whole lot of some of the drama that other marriages have mm-hmm. because we don't have – we didn't come together on a on a definition of roles, right? So when you join a relationship and you join with the, you know, aspect of, we're going to try to build a relationship together, a romantic relationship. Everybody gets in role. I'm the man. Here's what I do. I'm the woman. Mm-hmm. Here's what I do. These are the things I'm going to do. These are things you're going to do, and this is the way. And since we didn't come together like that, I already knew 
that he knew how to take care of himself and cook. So I didn't feel the need to, like, scurry around and try to, you know, impress him with, oh, look what I could do. Look, I he, he, he know You know how to, you know, and even now as we're married, like, I know you know how to wash clothes because you wash clothes for a long time by yourself, like 38 years. You work it out. You know, so we don't have those kinds of things because we never played those roles in our relationship. He was just Byron and I was just toy, and that's how we came together. Was he honest with you in a way that he wasn't honest in perhaps other relationships? Um, that's a good question. And I can say it, it ama- this it truly amazes me about my husband. I am the only person he's ever told that he loved. Wow. Which is amazing wow. to me. A- amazing to me because he's already he's always had this kind of maturity about him mm-hmm. when it comes to people and relationships and just kind of that sociological interaction as a whole. So whereas most of us run around and say, I love you, you know, 900 times before we meet our wife or husband, um, he did not do that. And so for him to tell me that he loved me and to tell me how he felt about me and kind of his vulnerability, um, that took our relationship to a different level. That's what made us say, huh, like I'm telling you this and, and we shared things with each other that we wouldn't share with necessarily a boyfriend or a girlfriend right. because that's just not you don't you just don't lay your baggage out in front of your right. boyfriend or right. girlfriend but your friend you do yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah okay so um i want to get to this single lady song toy i don't know about you but uh the sisters are really you know misinterpreting my girl b uh, i love me some beyonce uh-huh and this song is really, I think they're misinterpreted, um, especially at this time, because uh, a whole lot of men don't like the song. It's like, oh, they, Beyonce's giving the, telling the uh, women, you know, to give us ultimatums, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. if they're doing that, that they they're not listening to the words. So, what do you think about this song? Um, well, first of all, I love Beyonce too. I love Yay, B. Um. <laughs> And the song is just really, really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know that it's the song that's doing that, because I've heard a lot of things that that song does. They also say that that song makes the stock market drop. Have you heard that? Uh-uh. Um, yeah, they do say that. Um, I think what it is is that that song gives women, they know, they hear the song, and they know what the song means, mm-hmm. but it gives them an out. It mm-hmm. gives them an entree to now start saying, you need to put a ring on it. Yes. That's what they were thinking before the song came out. That's what yes. they wanted before the song came out. But now they found a way, just like people twist the Bible, they're twisting the song. I, I'm going to be honest with you, ladies. I've listened to the song, and I really listened to the to the words, and I didn't, I didn't see what all the hubbub was about. Yeah. Um, I, and I, and I, think the, I think the problem is that many men are in, are – intimidated um i think a lot of men are just intimidated by women particularly particularly women who appear to have a a measure of success who seem that who 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 have it together and so we use certain things as excuses not to properly engage you all not to to not necessarily we handicap ourselves, number one, because a lot of us just don't have, we're not secure in who we are first. Mm-hmm. And, because, and because of that, since we don't really know who we are, we don't know what we have to offer. 
And so we come from a position of, in my in my opinion, weakness, mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better word. And um, and so we already start out. We start off with a handicap. And so instead of stepping our instead instead of stepping our our game up, if you will, we use excuses to stay where we are and just say, well, you're too this or she's too that. She's high maintenance. She wants too much. She's she's too picky. And instead of striving to be more so that um, so we can bring ourselves up, we just say, she's not worth it. Let me move on to the next one. We don't, we don't really understand the value of a quality woman. That's, my, that's just one man's opinion. Wow. I'm, I'm, that's not the response I get from the male. They just absolutely hate the song. But you, you're, you're so right with Ariel. And I think that comes from you, you having a sense of who you are and what you want. And, uh, yeah. But it's a lot of drama. Yeah, and, and you know, I think we make stuff unnecessarily complicated. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's the beauty of and and Tori, you you correct me if I'm wrong, but the beauty of a friendship is that you don't really make things complicated. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. You, you you know, if you clash, then you work through it. But we have all these. But when we say when we meet someone, we have all these preconceived notions and all these expectations that we don't really make um, clear and. And um, and so we we just make it all convoluted, and it's really not that hard. It to me, to me, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. I I just don't think it is. So so when to hear that song, and it, it didn't really strike a chord in me. I was like, well, if you do, if you like it, put a ring on it. <laughs> you know, that if 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 you understand the value of it, put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's just how I feel about it. But you know. Listeners, Toy. call in and tell them, let us know what you think. Toy? Maybe she got shut off. Let's see. Uh-oh. Are you... you can't hear me? I'm here. Toy, oh, oh, okay. There you she go. She did get cut off. Can I'm you ready. hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay. Uh, okay. We were just talking the right way. Oh, I was saying all kind of stuff when y'all I'm had sorry. it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Girl, please say it again. Um, no. Um, I would, first of all, you know, I think what you're saying is is definitely right. You know, if I said that earlier, some men do want to get married, and there are men out there who want to string, you know, women along. And I think that, you know what, I think that a woman shouldn't put herself in that position. Mm -hmm. But if this is someone you care about, you cannot gangster somebody into marrying you. You can't do you can't. And and if you do happen to gangster somebody into marrying you, you're going to be miserable. Yes. Right. Absolutely yes. miserable. So the best thing to do is let the person, especially women, you know, and you guys know I'm a person, you know, I believe in the word of God. So he that findeth a wife, all this finding a husband has got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but let the man come to his own conclusion and his own decision because forcing a man into getting married before he's ready is going to give you, you know, a cheating husband. Yes. Because if he's not ready to commit, guess what? Being married to you is not going to make him commit. It's only going to make him be married to you. And while he's whatever doing everything he wants. Else. And what that breaks down trust uh, also because, uh, well, I call it 
I have so many things. But I call it living in might as well hell. I know a lot of people, do, I might as well get married. We've been together five, ten years, so we might as well yeah. get married. You know? Yeah. But uh, exactly, if you want a healthy relationship, you shouldn't. Uh, I like toys, uh, verbiage, gangster. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's like, I was like that. Authenticity like, with an attitude. I love that. You know, and that's a lot. That's a lot. Of what's happening right now, especially during V Day, and you know, you better put a ring on it. We, be, I better, I better get a ring for Valentine's Day. I better get something, and uh, that's what I'm hearing. And I get a lot of emails. I'm like, okay, stop all the drama, and uh, it's not. You know, you, you you're doing it the wrong way. Yeah, and it, it's not this. And and what I tell people, especially when I'm coaching, uh, either one-on-one or doing the co- my couple's coaching, I, I tell them, I say, you will not be together where you are not apart. That's right. So marriage will not make you anything you're not already. In fact, it will further exacerbate whatever um, negatives are in your relationship. It will just it will just make it even it will it will heighten it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I, and I think people think that this that marriage is some kind of miracle cure for relationship ailments, but we know that that's not the case. Yeah, it, that's very true. Nor is it um, the cure for loneliness mm-hmm. or um, bitterness or any of those things that you think you need a salve for. Mm-hmm. You you have to get it together yourself. If you're broken when you're single. You're just going to be broken when you're married and then probably break the other person, too. Right. Um, I have someone that is very close to me who got gangstered into getting married. Um, and it's interesting because since he got gangstered into getting married, his wife wants a divorce like every other week. And so him, being a man of God, is like, no, we're married till death do us part. You know, I'm like, I don't understand what's happening here. There was the gangster, there was the against the wall, there was the marriage, and then like two weeks later there was the, you know, I hate you and I want a divorce and you're terrible. Why? Because she was broken when she was single and she woke up two weeks later and realized that she was still broken. Still broken. Yeah. And uh, some, sometimes, and this is a whole other show, so please don't call in, uh, when we, <laughs> we use that uh, God hates divorce and we're not going to get married. I believe if you married the wrong person and you're you're not on the same page or not trying to get, no matter how much counseling, prayer, it's time to, to cut the cord. I'm sorry. Because if nobody's trying to make eff- consistent, authentic efforts to, uh, you know, have a healthy marriage, then you're just going to live in hell trying to hold on to this scripture uh, once again. Well, and people lie. Now, you know people lie on God. The Bible yes. says what God has joined together. Well. But no one, what God has joined together. Well, now, if you join, if you gangster somebody to marry you, you joined, not God yes. joined. And just because you got married in church doesn't mean that God joined you together. Exactly. So. That's the other thing that I think keeps people in that, you know, recycling those kind of relationships because, oh, now I'm going to, you know, go by God's word. The other thing is if you weren't going by God's word when you were dating, mm. you don't get to all of a sudden put your halo on when you get married. Yeah, right. so, we, we're running real out of time, so we're going to have you back. But we have something in the chat, a question. 
What about the covenant relationship versus cohabitation? Now I've dealt with this. I've taught single. I taught singles at, uh, at a church here, and uh, I've dealt with it with friends who, you know, were adamant Christians, lived for the Lord, and then they got tired of being single, so they scrambled, um, and um, they live with somebody. I, I had a problem with that because all during the cohabitation, this is true story. Uh, it's my friend. She isolated herself from me. I didn't know any anything. And this is two years. I'm like, people come telling me things. I'm like, no, she would have told me. But then, <laughs> you know, it was true. And I'm right, like, right. I, I mean, she, and we talked. She never mentioned a boyfriend. Never. But when she got, I'm, this is true. It's what relationship Brie Warren's book came out of. This situation. I remember that part. <laughs> but then when she got married, I was like totally hurt because I'm thinking, you wanted me in in the mar in the wedding and everything, but you didn't, you know, trust me enough or you know even feel comfortable with letting me in on the the courtship, the cohabitation, whatever it is. Regardless of what you did, that friendship was not there for for something. So, right, um, right. I don't know. I got on a tangent, maybe, and I lost my train of thought. Well, I, I can speak <laughs> from personal from personal experience because I lived with a woman for uh, was it three years? Look, saved, love God, mm-hmm. but um, we had a ch- we had a child together, um, and. And, you know, still serving in the church and just hoping that pastor wouldn't walk by and ask me mm. a question because I just knew his discernment was going to tell him that I was shacking up. Mm. And what happened, and it, but I think what people don't realize that statistically speaking, only, you know, only about 14% of the people who live together actually end up getting married. Mm. Um, That's so, the, so the overwhelming majority of people who live together end up not getting married. And and I think that to me, in the back of my mind, as as commitment oriented as as I thought I was, I always had in the back of my mind, well, if it doesn't work, I can leave. Mm, that's uh, right. And, and and so I said, I will never do this again. Because then, okay, because then I got saved for real, for real. <laughs> and then I said, so so I said, I'm I'm not going to do that again. And I said, um. The next time I get married, because I've been married twice before, the next time I get married, now that I understand um, the, about covenant and about doing things God's way, I won't, whatever, whatever we go through, we will go through as husband and wife, and we, will, and we will be in a situation where now we're committed not only to each other but before God. And... and um, so my position has been, well, if I'm prayerful on the front end, if I do my homework on the front end and get to know this person before we get into this kind of relationship and and take the time to see how she is around her family, how she is around her friends, who who does she interact with, how, um, how, what are her relationship skills like, what's her love language, do all of that on the front end, and then you, you minimize and, and become friends. I was living with a woman who was not my friend. Uh, and and it was a it was a nightmare. It ended up being a nightmare, so, and we went our separate ways. Now we're good friends now, and she you know we're she's she's married now, and she and um, uh, her husband and I are really good friends. He calls me his big brother, um, and and so I and now I understand that what 
by living I didn't gain anything by living with her and and I don't understand what I see why people do it because they say well I need to know things I need it's like a test they want to test drive it I was like well a well a person is not a car you test drive a car you don't test drive a person Can you guys hear me Yep Oh oh okay okay can you hear me? I see Tanya said we are having technical difficulties. Well, I'll tell you this. My husband and I didn't even live in the same state until after we were married. Wow. <laughs> okay. We but, had, uh, we've always had a long-distance um, mm-hmm. relationship, always. Okay. We've always lived in two different states. Now, of course, we traveled, you know, back and forth and all of that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we did not even live in the same state. So you go from living in two different states to the same house. I'm not right. going to pretend that it was rosy. It was oh, difficult. Just uh, we both had our own space and coming together mm-hmm. in its space. But the difference between that and that cohabitation, where people say they want to try it out, is uh, we had papers on each other. So right, even right. when he even when he got mad because I leave my water bottles all over the house, half full <laughs> water bottles all over the house, there wasn't uh-huh. nothing he could really do about it. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, you're going to leave because I got a half your water bottle. And, and, and the two things that I see, like, in long-distance relationships is that it forces you to learn how to communicate uh, because you really can't – you have to you have to develop – some your interpersonal skills because you can't you you can't see that person so you can't rely on physical proximity to convey messages that you have that you ordinarily would um, and and the second thing is that you, it develops um, a level of trust you it's, you have to decide that you're going to trust that person um, and 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 even and even after that when you come together you learn how to because uh, you guys eventually resolved, you know, your 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 differences, and you and you've learned how to live together with your with your idiosyncrasies. And, um, and let's say I still do right now. I'm looking, and I still do leave half full water bottles around the house. <laughs> the only difference is, like, he's got that now. He's used to that. That wasn't something he necessarily saw during our dating time. I mean, we never spent more than 72 hours at a time together in oh, okay. you know a five year period. So it wasn't, I mean, you know, there were things that we just didn't see because you don't see them until you're around each other for a long time. And oh, I don't think that living together, I don't think that, that living together takes that part of marriage away because mm-hmm. from what I understand of people who have lived together is the moment you get married, things change anyway. Because oh, your expectation level changes. Absolutely. I, I, I lived with my first wife for a short time before we actually got married. And and it was like once we said I do, it it, it brought in a whole different set of expectations, and um, and things that we never talked about. It seemed like all of a sudden, now that I'm a husband, I'm not your boyfriend anymore. I'm your husband. So it it's almost like the rules changed. So um, yes, we have a call. I'm back online. This must be a hot topic, you all, because Blog Talk keeps kicking me off the line. And out of chat. <laughs> but uh, we have a call from the 704 area. And let's okay. click them on. Hello, sure. welcome to Real Talk. Major difficulties today, you guys. I'm sorry. 704? Are you crazy in love? 
<laughs> Toy, what, what would you say are the three of the craziest things that men do and use, oh, love, as, and use love as an excuse? First of all, let me wipe my forehead because I thought you were going to say the craziest things I've ever done. Okay. Um, the craziest things men do and use love as an excuse. Well, sadly, I'm going to have to say the one thing is that most domestic violence is um, comes from men who say they do it because they love the woman so much. Mm-hmm. And I work with the Center of Research on Violence Against Women. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that so many women stay in that relationship so long is because the man says that he loves them and that because they, he loves them so much, the relationship is volatile. Um, so, so that's something else. Um, the other thing that men do in the quote-unquote name of love, which I think is so funny, mm-hmm. are all these little practical things. So, um, like washing my car. Like, I know my husband loves me because he washes my car every week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those men express their love in, in in ways that are different than women. And you guys know this. You've read the, all the books and mm-hmm. written the books. And, and the way that they um, express their love is, is different than women. Mm-hmm. Um, and men who get it learn how to speak both languages. Exactly. Right, right, right. You're totally right. I- and we're out of time, Miss Toy. Oh. Oh, it was fun. Too okay. soon. Too we're soon. We're to have you back. But I want you to wrap it up. Give us your contact information. What do you? What does V-Day mean to you or to some of these people who are, quote, unquote, crazy in love? Do that for us. <laughs> Um, well, you know, Valentine's Day for me, as I, you see it from my website, is really another, I mean, I don't love my husband anymore on Valentine's Day than I do any other day. We give each other cards all the time, not just Valentine. I mean, so, you know, Valentine's Day is, we're actually doing, you know, nothing. We get things for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, as for, it's just because, you know, we love each other all the time. We share our expression with each other all the time. So Valentine's Day is just not that big a deal, you know. Um, and I'm and I'm lucky that, and I'm glad that that's the case. I'm very very glad that that's the case. So you guys can ask me about, you know, uh, August the 11th, and I'll be like, yep, still just the same on August the 11th as Valentine's Day. We love it just on that day too. Um, but as as Tanya said before, I get out of here. My show airs tomorrow, Friday, on Blog Talk Radio at 12:30. It is Toy Talk, Authenticity with Attitude, Race, Politics, Religion, and Relationships. And it is it is authentic. It is authentic. And you can find all the information at toyward.com. And that's toy with an I because there is no I in team, but there is in toy. (laughs) Wow. Okay, wow. You can also follow me on Twitter. On Twitter. Because I am on Twitter, too. Okay. Twitter.com backslash Toy Ward. Toy Ward. You got it. All right, Miss Toy. We had fantastic time. We're going to have you back, especially when your book comes out. Just drop that real quick. What is that about? Par for the Curse. Par for the Curse is a novel. It is coming out. It drops on May 1st, and it is about the impact of voodoo and the implication of generational secrets on family life and love. Wow. 
Mm, oh, yeah, some drama, drama going on. Drama, drama. <laughs> Hard for the curse okay. like that. And that's coming in summer, 09, beginning of summer. Late May 1st. May 1st? May 1st. Oh, May 1st. Yes. Which is actually yes. technically spring, as everybody keeps telling me. <laughs> I, I say summer. They're like, no, May is spring. I'm like, okay, fine. Spring. May 1st. <laughs> well, May 1st. It's coming out, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Toy, you have been just terrific. And I'm going to follow up with you and get on your schedule for that part for the curse. And you can talk about it in depth. Perfect. Thanks, guys, for having me. Great show. Thank Enjoy. you. Enjoy. So Happy Valentine's much. Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you, yes. too. All right. Talk to you later, Toy. Bye, guys. Bye bye. See you later. Hello, Lothario. We have. Hello. Yes. I'm having major technical difficulties, so somebody must be getting exactly what they want. But it's been an uneventful week for me. I'm talking everything that could happen to me has happened this week. And so, wow. Okay. So must something must be on the other side of, of all it's, this turmoil. It's got to be. You don't go through things like that for no reason. So there's no big devil's re- garden small rewards. So. The bigger the fight, the bigger the reward. Yeah. And, 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 and Tanya, if I, if I can, I wanted to, to kind of bring out some things that I really thought um, that really touched a, um, a chord in me when I was reading your book, if I could. Go ahead. Um, I love it when people talk about my book. <laughs> yeah, and, and like I said, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much. Um, and, and it was in the, the – um, episode one, and I like how you relate this to different television shows because um, um, it's so it's so practical. <laughs> Say it again. I said I'm blushing over here. You talking good stuff? Go ahead. I, like I said, I'm a nurturer, and I, and I don't mind. Let's say give honor where honor is due. Um, you you say on page fourteen on in the first full paragraph it says people who are afraid of change are usually afraid of the truth. It is easier for them to live in a state of fantasy, aloofness, or being oblivious to the actuality of reality than to live a life of unadulterated truth. For years, I have always said that truth is something everyone says they tell, many say they want to hear, but very few actually live by. Yet if you are not living by truth, it is difficult for you to hear it and next to impossible for you to expect it in your relationships. Oh my God! Wow, wow! What great, what great author wrote that book? Um, I believe her name is Tanya White. I, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken. I have to get that. That is some Pick it wise up. insight, right there. That the girl is deep. I'm telling you. I'm just wonder. I just wonder who's going to play her in the movie. Uh, you the, know. the life of. But um, but it's 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 so true, and we we hide from the truth because to face truth means we have to change. It, it forces us to look at who we are, and 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 reevaluate ourselves, and say, you know what, I'm I've got to do better. Yeah. I, so we rather live in this fantasy and 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 ride along as if everything is pink roses and it's and it's not and how can you live in truth how can you have and all good relationships have their foundation in truth and um and i I thought that was profound i thought that was you go girl (laughs) wow well thank you no i like i say i live everything i write and i'm 
either I'm living it, I have lived it, I've gone through it, whatever. But that's so true. When I, as a coach, as a, a relationship expert, whatever, uh, when we get down to the, you know, talking about real issues and mm-hmm. I see what's really going on at the crux of everything, when people say, oh, I can't, I can't change, I hate change, when we get down to it, it's something that they don't want to hear, that they mm-hmm. already know, they already know it. We already, already know what, what we need to be doing. We already know it. But whatever it is, fear, uh, fear of rejection, fear of neglect, whatever, we shy away from it and mm-hmm. we don't want to hear the truth. Hey, Lothario, we have another call. Let's see if this works from the okay. 727 area code. It's not working. Hello, 727. 727, welcome to Real Talk. Hi, Tanya. This is Hello. British and Shelby. Hello, British and Shelby. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wasn't we... sure if we were going to be joining you tonight. I'm sorry. Listen, hey, we are having some major, major tech problems, so somebody must going to get delivered tonight. Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry. My my screen keeps going in and out and in and out, but welcome. This is what, Lothario, these are the power couple of Block Talk. I love with the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.